You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome back to the New Day of Hope broadcast. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new month. And we are truly blessed that you have decided to join us once again. And we know that your heart will be blessed. May every one of you overflow with the grace and favor of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the year that you will be living in the overflow. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My wife just said, it's a brand new year. It's a brand new day that the Lord hath made. And so we are going to rejoice and we are going to be glad. We are going to be excited in this new day and this new year because we know that God has great things in store for us. So my friends, right now, we would like you to take a little time and call a neighbor or call a friend and ask them to join us on the New Day of Hope broadcast and enjoy the blessings of the Lord along with us. Today begins a brand new year. And this is a time where just about everyone makes New Year's resolutions. So today our topic is the most powerful resolution you can make this year. The most powerful resolution you can make this year. Every year brings excitement and anticipation for what could be. Whenever we get to a new year, there is always a looking back at the old year to evaluate our successes and failures. We want to see what lessons we can learn so we can do better in the coming year. Many make New Year's resolutions generally either to break bad habits or to adopt new and better habits. These resolutions are not about becoming a new person, but essentially they are resolving to make some specific incremental changes in our life to become a better person. There's something powerful about the start of a new year. Perhaps you're looking forward to something exciting. Maybe last year was difficult and you're just glad it's over. For all of us, the new year offers a chance for something better. Well, praise the Lord. Now, this is the time of year when many of us will make those famous New Year's resolutions. If you look up the word resolution, and I want you to listen attentively in the dictionary, it says it is a state or quality of being resolved or resolute, firm determination, a course of action determined or decided on, and resolving to do something. And when we make our New Year's resolutions, we usually start out firmly determined. We usually start out uh, resoluting on this New Year course of action. This is the year I'll lose 20 pounds. We said, this is the year I'll stop smoking. This is the year I'll do better in school. This is the year I'll be a better parent. This is the year 
I'll be a better grandparent, a better friend, a better classmate, and the list goes on and on. And we usually start out so well. We usually make it through January with our resolution still intact. But then February comes along. The newness of the resolution fades away and the reality begins to sink in. This is hard. What have I resolved to do is hard. It doesn't take long for us to discover or rediscover a simple truth. The words that are the hardest to live by are the easiest to speak. I said the words that are the hardest to live by are the words that are the easiest to speak out from our mouth. You know, we often make resolutions and break them because words are easy to speak and hard to live by. And really most of our resolutions are misplaced anyway. They're only designed to make us slightly better. They're only designed to take what we already are and fine tune it, remodel it just a little bit. I resolve to lose 20 pounds so I can look a little slimmer. I resolve to eat better so I could be healthier. I resolve to control my temper so I can be a little nicer. Now, don't get me wrong. These resolutions are, are okay, but are these the resolution God would have us make? Is that his goal for us? That by this time next year, we will be just slightly improved? Is that his goal for us? That this time next year, we would be the same old, just fine-tuned with the rough edges smoothed out? No. That is not what God wants. He's out to do something completely different. Something far beyond minor renovation. He's about to do something extraordinary. Amen. So I'm looking at 2 Corinthians 5.17 and that's a great verse of scripture. God wants to make us completely new. I said God wants to make us completely new, not just a slightly better version of what we are already. The story is told of a London businessman, Lindsay Clegg. He told the story of a warehouse property he was selling. The building had been empty for months and needed repairs. Vandals had damaged the doors, smashed the windows, and trashed around the building. As he showed a prospective buyer the property, he took pains to say that he would replace the broken windows, bring in a crew to correct any structural damage and clean out the garbage. But the buyer said, forget about the repairs. When I buy this place, I am going to build something completely different. I don't want the building. I want the site. Now, compare with the renovation God has in mind. Our efforts to improve our own lives are as trivial are sweeping a warehouse slate for the wrecking ball. When we become gods, the old life is over. He makes all things new. Glory to his name. All God wants is the sight and the permission to build us over again today. There's a song that says that we must start over again today. God can do that for us, my friends, because if any man the Bible says in the text, be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things becomes new. So you must act resolutely. If we are going to act resolutely, 
if we're going to be firmly determined, if we're going to set a course of action, then we should do it for something that will make great and lasting changes, not just something that's temporary. Why waste time and energy on a slight improvements when we can invest in becoming brand new? That's why 2 Corinthians 5 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. See, God's not interested in throwing a coat of paint on us. He's not interested in doing a little remodeling. Paint fades and chips. Remodel becomes outdated over time and you have to make some improvement. But God is looking to do a whole new thing. We need simply resolve to give him permission to tear down and rebuild. God is looking to work wonders in us and through us. We need simply to resolve to put ourselves in his hands and let him go to work because he is the potter and we are the clay. So he wants to mold us and make us after his will. So in order to have the most powerful resolution you can make this year, you must go to the Bible for its foundation and formation. Let's take a look at Proverbs 3 and see what the wisest man who ever lived says. So when you have Sometime during a devotional study, you can read the entire chapter of Proverbs chapter 3 and it gives you more resolution that you can adapt for this year. But it starts off by saying, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. He then gives very specific detail of several principles that we should live by in order to have long life, prosperity, and peace. Amen. So let us take a little time to look at some resolutions based on the scriptures. Now, remember we said that earlier. They are based on the authority of the word of the Lord. So resolution number one, let love and faithfulness never leave you. I love that. I said, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Proverbs 3, 3 and 4 says, watch this. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them, bind them around your neck. That's how important, my friends, and that's how powerful this is really is because the word of God is telling us that we need to write them and bind them around our necks. Write them on the tables of your heart. And verse 4 says, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. You see, when we take the word of God literally and seriously, my friends, great things will happen to us. Love and faithfulness should be two qualities in everything we do. I need to say that one more time. I said love and faithfulness should be two qualities in everything we do. They should be our guiding lights at home. They should be our guiding light at work, at church, and with our children, with our friends, with our co-workers. Jesus tells us that love is also the greatest of the commandments. Love God with all your heart, my friends, and with all your soul, my friends, and with all your mind, my friends, and with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. We reflect God's love uh, for us in the way we love each other. 
Keep love close to your heart this year, and this will be a great year for you, my friends. Amen. So the most powerful resolution you can make this year is to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. We all know that scripture very well, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do we trust in God with our whole heart? Do we acknowledge God with all our ways? Do we behave differently on Sunday than the rest of the week? Second Corinthians tells us that we are Christ's ambassadors, Christ's representative here on earth every day in every situation. Because if you're an ambassador for the United States, then you have to represent the United States very well. So it's the same thing. You and I are ambassadors We are here to share the good news with others. We have to represent Christ very well. We need to trust in the Lord, trust that he will provide the words, the strength, and the courage to face the world and do what Jesus would do every day. Praise the Lord. Now, resolution number three. All right, so the most powerful resolution you can have in this brand new year is, listen carefully, do not be wise in your own eyes. Proverbs 3, 7, and 8 says that do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. When was the last time, my friends, you make a decision because you thought you knew best and it turned out it was the wrong decision? Oh, I know all of us, all of us, man. Somewhere along the line, we have done that. We thought I am doing the right thing. That's the best way to go. I know what I am doing. I am my own man. And then in the long run, you discover that you were so wrong until you were dead wrong. How did things work out? What King Solomon is saying here in the text is not that we should disregard our intelligence or our common sense, but that we should not depend on them. We need to look to God in all we do. Letting God direct our paths and staying away from evil will keep us out of trouble. Let the word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. That's why we encourage you on the new day of hope broadcast to take time to be holy even as the world is rushing on. That's why we tell you on the new day of hope broadcast that you need to spend time in the word of the Lord because the word of God is food for your soul. So my friends, this brand new year, Take time in the word, study the word, ponder on the word, meditate on the word, feast on the word, and your life will be different. So the most powerful resolution you can make this year is to search diligently for wisdom and find it. Because, you know, verse 13 to 14 of Proverbs 3 says, Blessed is a man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding, For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. So like my husband said earlier, do not be wise in your own eyes. So in order for you to be wise, you must have wisdom. And the Bible also says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which give it to all men liberally, which means freely and upbraid it not. And so where do we find wisdom? We can search the world over but never find true wisdom 
except for one place. And that one place is in Jesus Christ. The most powerful resolution you can make in this brand new year, listen carefully, that is to renew your attitude. Paul in Ephesians 4 verses 23 and 24 said, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So every year, we make resolutions to stay fit and healthy, to lose weight, to enjoy life to the fullest, spend less and save more, get out of debt, spend more time with family and friends. But my friends, I respectfully submit to you that in order to successfully meet one's resolutions for 2020, it must start with the inner man. I said it must start with the inner man. It must begin with the mind and heart for the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. It starts with the spirit man before it can manifest itself in the external man. The Apostle Paul puts forward the position by way of prayer and inspiration of the Holy Spirit that the Ephesian believers would increase in strength and in their souls and consciences. The inner man would be fed that he was clear to specify that the source of that strength is the Spirit of God himself. So again, Paul in Ephesians 3.16 says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. Glory to his name. Thank God for that. That's why it's imperative to internalize the truth fortitude, self-motivation, and willpower will not reward you with a successful resolution. Only a renewed resurrecting power of the Spirit of God can result in a new man. We must act with an anointed attitude. We can implement at an anointed attitude because we have the mind of Christ and His Spirit lived in us. That's the only how we can have a good attitude for 2020 and 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16 says, For who had known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he had given us of his spirit. That's 1 John 4 13. We have the spirit of God dwelling in us, but the only way we can have it is when you and I accepted him as our Lord and our Savior. So our opening text instructs us to renew our attitudes and adorn ourselves with the attire of God. Consider this, my brothers and my sisters. Individuals that are incarcerated are adorned with specific attire. Their attire is in alignment with the attitude and expectation of the environment. However, when an inmate of that environment is set free, he will get rid of the jail attire. But it is also essential that he gets rid of the jail mentality as well. Likewise, as children of God, we must regularly reject the conscience of the captive, instead committing to the conscience of of a conqueror and the clothes 
and clothe ourselves with Christ because Christ is our all in all. He is our hope of glory. Again, this habit of the heaven bond will activate the ability to arrive at our resolutions. Change is the cost for children of God. We also have to renew ourselves daily for restoration and a rich and real relationship with the Lord. So before you resolute, you must renew your attitude. Then you will be able to renew yourself and with refreshing change that will characterize your new year. As we close our study for today, i like to reiterate that the most powerful resolution you can make this year is let love and faithfulness never leave you. Always trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Search diligently for wisdom and you will find it. And finally, renew your attitude. Having the right attitude is essential to reaching your full potential in God. You and no one else brings a change in your life. And remember that your attitude determines your attitude for 2023. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, we trust, my friends, that you really enjoy today's lesson. And you know, my friends, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you a chance and an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. This is a brand new day, a brand new year, the first day of a brand new year. This would be a good time for you to turn a new leaf and turn your life over to Christ. Start all over again. Let Jesus be the Lord of your life. Father in heaven, we want to thank you. We want to praise you. We want to exalt your holy name. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our love and, and everything. So we pray for those who listen to today's word, that you would speak to hearts, Lord, and you would convict men of sins, that you would bring men to a saving knowledge of Christ, for whom to know is life eternal. Have your divine way this year in our hearts and in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And if you were blessed by today's study, we encourage you to reach out to us at newdayforpatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdayforpatlanta at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on Facebook. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, it's a brand new year. Carry on with the Lord. So on behalf of the New Day of Hope broadcast, Happy, Happy New, new year. year.